0: stay home hey, Let's finish where we, um, we left off Later
1: on tonight
2: right? mm-hmm.
0: What's your 7 Baby, I was just looking
3: for you. Oh, you have been looking for me? Yeah, that's, that's real funny to mine. Cause how the fuck you been looking for me when I've been parading up and down this hallway calling your hey. name? Oh, fuck are you calling a skank bitch? Hold up. What was you doing with her?
1: Oh, come on, baby, just chill. Come on, You let's know what, there's only one skank
3: this. bitch in this hallway and I'm looking right the fuck at her. Oh shit. Fuck you. So this
4: your white man's trophy? <laughs> that's what you want? <laughs> well, this ain't no trophy. It's a joke. You know, you're going to step outside the race at least let the bitch be decent looking. Get the little skankiest bitch you can mm. find on broke, cracked out Madonna looking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> don't stop, pop
3: that pussy, if let, let me see do <laughs> you do <know>, It's <laughs> not your fault, you can't place your man. Girl, letter, you don't need
4: to <laughs> be wasting your time with that trash. You need to be kicking his ass. Don't come Shit. up
2: here and have him embarrassed, little girl. We got a i saw my stepdaddy fighting with uh, my traitor girlfriend. I'll be right
4: like, hey, back. Take care of this.
0: <laughs> This is my house. No, this is my house. This is no house. No, not the place. Step away from the show. Hey, the house. Stop, 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 stop. That's enough. That is totally unacceptable. All right, just calm down. Say this for the show, okay?
1: You are listening to they must be destroyed on site the following podcast contains adult language adult situations and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often you've been warned now
0: take it away dr roush
4: they must be destroyed on site
1: and welcome it is they must be destroyed on site episode 253 and i am your host lee sorry piece of trailer ass russell i i am joined by my co-hostess with the moses lee spin your head around one more time and i'll give you an exorcism Hardy. how are you doing ma'am
3: just works so well because the exorcism is my favorite movie
1: yeah that's uh, immediately as soon as i heard that i was like yeah that's that's where we're gonna go with lady lee it's perfect (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and uh, we are joined by a special guest who's been on many times before, brother in podcasting good friend Gary. I guarantee nine one one won't get here fast enough for
4: your ass hill. How you doing, <laughs> sir? Oh, always. I'm always looking for the Linda Blair type, and that's a, that's actually a brilliant joke in the movie because they're going for the whole Rick James thing, and yeah. I, I kind of loved it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this is probably the start of a trend that I was. I was thinking like, I was like, "Hey, Lady Lee, you need to start picking some movies again for the fucking podcast." And so I threw it to her, and she's like, "Oh, let's do Ringmaster from 1998." And you know what? First off, I thought it was I, I mistook it for the David Arquette uh, <laughs> Ready to Rumble. Uh, that, that was the first thing that jumped the moment. Oh, she wants to do a wrestling movie? What? That okay, kinda of makes sense because you've done professional wrestling in your actual life, but um I was like, Oh no, wait, that's that Jerry Springer movie. Okay.
3: <laughs> I had to. I had to. We were talking about movies at work and I it just came to me like the ringmaster movie. And I remember being like, oh, my God, I have to watch this again. And I'm like, oh, my God, we have to do this for a podcast. Like, how can we not do this for a podcast? And then it was hilarious because when you said Gary was joining us, I'm like, of course he is. <laughs> this, is this is totally perfect yeah. for him.
4: <laughs> Bring me all of your trash. I will watch it all and yeah. we'll talk about it. That's fine. I remember uh-huh.
3: you, you commented before. You're like, any trashy movies? Like, have me on. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I would have been I disappointed mean, had you not shown up.
1: <laughs> I mean when when it's when it's kinda like super like off in left field kind of stuff like this. I mean, I immediately kind of think of Gary, like he's, he's sort of on the top of my list of people to like ask to join in for stuff like this. So
3: did you think I would uh, pick a movie like this?
1: I mean, honestly, as well as I know you now, I kind of feel like, yeah, this feels really (laughs) up your alley. Like this feels like something that would have hit you at that right age (laughs) because you're 10 years younger than me. And it's like, okay, I can see, her watching this and seeing all the trailer park bullshit and like getting a real super kick out of it. And
3: When I was a kid and all that was on TV was Jerry Springer and cops.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, (laughs) trailer chicks and ghetto princesses. Those are my people. Okay. I love those people. It's never boring. So. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ringmaster 1998 is what we're going to be doing. Uh, the Jerry Springer movie, basically, the uh, the movie that capitalizes on. And that's kind of the peak of his kind of popularity, too, right? Like, I, I feel like that's where his show is kind of where it got its peak, kind of around that era kind of thing. I'm not thing. sure.
3: I know it was still going around for like a long time after.
1: Yeah. it it feels like the sort of thing that. Anyone who's like super popular on in some sort of media does like, oh, we're almost at our peak, or we're at our peak, let's make a movie and cash out on it. Although, I don't think they cashed out on (laughs) this one, but so bad, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, before we get into all that nonsense, though, uh, we'll talk about what we watched in the last little while,
4: and uh, I'll throw it over to you first, Gary. A lot of stuff watched, um. I haven't seen Morbius or the Batman yet, so that won't come up in conversation. Both I'm waiting for. Biggest takeaway of the last couple of weeks is I, I ran through uh, what we do in the Shadows, the TV series on FX, mm-hmm. and I was one of those people that uh, I waited because I knew Taika and Jermaine Clement were not in it, but they're in it for like an episode, but not in the okay. whole way. But I said, am I going to like this or not? But they bring these new characters in and I'm laughing my ass off the first episode and it hasn't stopped since. And they're so funny and the jokes are there and the actor Donnell Logue shows up. Oh, some- really? Yeah. Playing, playing himself but becomes a vampire because he got so into the culture of playing the character in Blade. <laughs> it's so man, little, little shit like that man it's just it's so funny um I, I recommend it man it's, it's the, um oh I, I,
1: I need to I need to get into it like i've I've seen I've seen the movie and I love the fucking movie but I've never what gotten around to watching the series so
4: yeah. I, I, I now, now I know what um superb all day is which is uh, they had misunderstanding going to a super Bowl party in an episode. So they're waiting for this owl to be, you know, brought out during this party, and, and it never happens. But <laughs> it's, it's it's funny as hell, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 wonderful, and they're like twenty two minute episodes, and I, I I ran through them all really fast. I started watching them again because they're they're that just something to throw on. and make you laugh and nice. They're
3: very goofy, like the whole series oh,
4: very goofy. Oh, very funny, very funny. Yeah, well, like I said, I love the movie.
1: It's just like it's one of those things that's like always in the back of my mind like yeah i need to get around to watching that and i've just never have and i, I think
0: the show's like almost,
1: a... the
4: show's almost better in my opinion than the movie
1: oh i, I feel did. like it probably is because mm-hmm. you know they'll, they'll get you know they flesh everything out i assume right and, well, and those, do more those, jokes and
4: yeah those characters are no longer the, they they show up you know um in the movie in the, in the show for a quick for a quick episode but these are all new characters and Mm. I think I'd like as much I like the old characters, but I, I like them better. it better. It, it's, it's it's so funny, you know. Nice. You, I mean, you sold me on it. <laughs> okay. Cool.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I know Lady Lee has nothing she wants to uh, mention. Correct. No, I just seen no. like
3: I, I've watched Encanto about. 50 times now because every time there's a kid that shows up at the restaurant and I'm in a panic mode of trying to figure out what I can put on for kids. I'm like, kids like this movie I will just put this on. It's my failsafe.
4: Put this on when and, time for him okay yeah but that's yeah. that's Howard the Duck right there. I think kids will few- love it.
3: We've had a few parents come up and complain because there's been like stuff on the TV because we're watching, like uh, Watchmen was up at one point and it was too violent.
1: Oh fun. yeah. Well, I, I mean, one. just just put Howard the Duck on and Leah Thompson will uh, uh, shepherd many young men and women into puberty with her panty but, shots. Uh, so but, but so. Let me yeah. tell you, Lee,
4: I, I met her as a man at, at about twenty five years old, and I felt it in my knees. Her presence, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's a crush I had later times, so and I still do. She's still beautiful, you know. I, I believe it. If I fucking believe it. <laughs> or you know, you could put something like
1: really harrowing on, and at 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 your restaurant, uh, you could uh, put on something like uh, threads, which is like the most horrific fucking uh, post-nuclear apocalypse film ever made and just scare a bunch of people into adulthood as well. You, can, you can, Either way, you, you should be shepherding people into adulthood in you your know, restaurant. You
3: know what I found funny? We had somebody complain because i guess the f word popped up on one of them and like oh this is not appropriate for kids and then they said like oh can you put the hockey game on and for some (laughs) reason made me really laugh because like every single hockey game always ends up in the like there's a fight (laughs) and everyone always encourages the fight and this is people fighting each other and actually getting hurt and like beating each other up and the the parents the most of the fathers are like see that player that player is a hero (laughs) <laughs> like it just, it, I don't know. It really bugs me. I love watching hockey. I do love watching hockey, but I think the fighting part is like entirely unnecessary. Um, I don't need to watch two grown men like have a fucking alpha uh, war. Like it just, it's just something that I think is entirely stupid. So
1: or or, or feel like the need to have the need to put one on when they're already being paid millions of dollars every year. They don't, yeah, they, like, they they don't, don't need to risk their bodies to do that shit. That's, that's like, kind of bullshit.
3: Play the fucking game. Just play yeah. the fucking game. Like the whole idea. Like they always have these fucking heroes who are like these super strong hockey players who go out to fight, and they're shitty. They're shitty hockey players, but they're they're good fighters and they're heroes.
4: Well, what? There's certain. certain ones. There's certain ones that I love to watch do that sort of thing. And we grew up at a time. Uh, again, ten years. You're, you're senior to where the reason why Wayne Gretzky has scored so many goals is that if somebody came near him he had a designated guy to knock on their ass yeah. to make them score more goals. Yeah, you know? that's true.
3: I loved it. I, man, when I was younger, I loved it. I loved all of it. I thought it like the brutality was awesome. <laughs> but now as an adult, I'm just like, how is this better? <laughs> like, I don't think See, we should be teaching kids that like these people are heroes for fighting.
4: It's funny. Know. You talked about it in Canto. you know, being not offensive to children. Cause you know, we're going to talk about Bruno apparently in that movie. And, um, I was exploring. Somebody said, "What is your top five favorite Disney movie songs?" And I'd come up with a list of a long list. You know, I say, "Here, here's here's just five because there's so many honorable mentions." But I listened to the Little Mermaid song that Ursula sings, "Poor, unfortunate souls," and it lays out that movie pretty pretty good to, to young ladies to give you bad advice by saying, "Don't talk. You, you got a fine piece of ass in front of you." He don't need to hear you talk and he won't care either. You know, that's, that's the, <laughs> there's a brilliant episode of, of Garfunkel and Odes where they do that, where the, with, um, Ricky, I forget her last name, that the blonde one, she, she does this, this, this experiment on the boyfriend where she doesn't speak. She little mermaids him just to see how he really react. And it's fucking brilliant. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh I'll just
1: mention a couple things uh, real quick. Um you know, speaking of vampires, uh I recently wa- rewatched uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992, the oh, nice. uh, Cop- the Coppola one. I love the fucking film. I-, I know a lot of people give it shit because of some of the performances in it and yeah, keanu Reeves is terrible. Like, there, there's there's no getting around his performance. It's actually really bad. Like, it's just... And, it's, and it all hinges on a couple of lines, too, which is sad. But it's like, I know where the bastard
4: sleeps. It's like, fuck off, Keanu. Get out, get out of here. You're not British. There, um, there's it, been worse line deliveries. Just listen to Ke- uh, Christian Slater try to do, I go into British accent, out of British accent, and Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. You just listen to that for a while. <laughs> that's know?
1: pretty bad, too. <laughs>
4: Honestly, it feels like that's the era where a lot of the stuff popped
1: up, right? Like, there's a lot of movies where they were just like, no, it it doesn't work. Um, But I think it's actually really fucking good. I I love the uh, sort of callbacks to, like, early film that he sort of puts in there visually and stuff. And I, I love that film. And I love the fact that Anthony Hopkins kind of feels, seems like he feels he needs to, like, really... Not only chew up the scenery, but like spit it out and then chew it up again, just to like counteract.
4: <laughs> the oh fucking Keanu, bad performance! Between him and Oldman, they just they just devour the whole movie. It, it just mm. happens, you know. I, I it feels
1: like he was like actively like I need to balance out Keanu's and terrible, terrible, terrible fucking performance, and and I think he does it. And I mean, it's got Winona Ryder and like see through. Victorian dresses, which is fucking awesome, um, and it's got great special effects, and it's it's a fucking good version of Dracula. Like it's it's pretty faithful. It's got Tom Waits as Renfield, which you can't lose that. Like that's it's fucking great. Um, and then I watched Dracula from nineteen seventy nine, which is the Frank Langella Dracula, which is interesting. It really changes the story around, though. Like it really truncates it a lot and changes characters around like instead of um lucy being like the first victim of dracula in the film it's uh mina instead Mm -hmm. Uh, so they change around the novel quite a bit when they they do the and this is always my favorite scene in any sort of dracula thing like i kind of rate dracula films on this scene where they generally it's the they go to find lucy resurrected as a vampire and killer right um and I, and I honestly i think the bram stoker version of that is the best that's ever been filmed um the one they do here very much like influenced by the exorcist where like when they encounter the vampire she looks basically like linda blair from the exorcist like it, it's so on the nose almost that it's it's it's, it's
4: pretty telling <laughs> Um, then then Lee's going to love it then she should watch that version all day long you know (laughs) (laughs) it's it's still not bad though like
1: like Franklin like Franklin Jella is probably a little too pretty to be Dracula honestly
4: but um Langella has the ability and I'll tell you this right now I learned this very early on because I'm a Masters of the Universe fan and Mm -hmm. the movie the movie's a turd but Langella polishes that turd with that fucking rubber mask on it just fucking mm-hmm. owns it, you know. Oh yeah, the alpha and the omega. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> the lawn delivery, yeah. you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, no. Fr- Frank Granzel is fucking great, and like, I, I guess this is kind of taken from like he was doing this, I think, in theater before he took the role for this, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And you know, he's he's great, and it's got it's got Laurence Olivier as Van Helsing, and in this they rewrite it so that. Lucy is like Van Helsing's daughter so he's brought back to like yo by the way I you know um, it's uh, Donald Pleasance as uh, Dr. Seward or whatever and mm-hmm. he's like uh, Van Helsing, your daughter's been bitten by a vampire, and then he comes rushing back. Oh, we need to solve all this shit. And then they have a sort of a novel, different take on the ending and everything, and they admit several characters and shit. It's different, and I, I still think it's kind of good. It's it's just not like the best Dracula I've ever seen, but it
4: it's, it's kind of good. I, I would recommend people see it. There's lots of Dracula stories to explore, you know, and some are definitely really good, you know. And. Yeah, it's it's definitely not the best Dracula film that came, of,
1: came out of, like, 1979, but, you know, mm. <laughs> it was one of them, though. Uh, the other thing I'll mention, uh, The Reptile from 1966, this is a, a Hammer film, this is one I hadn't seen before, but I knew about, I knew it was um, sort of the sister film of Plague of the, the Zombies, because uh, they filmed them sort of back-to-back and used a lot of the same sets. And this one's kind of interesting because it's a Hammer film that doesn't really use regular Hammer players for the most part. Like the only sort of real constant cast member who pops up in a lot of Hammer films is Michael Ripper in a, sort of a supporting role. And then the rest of them are all kind of like one or maybe the first time kind of appearing in a Hammer film kind of thing. Um And it's kind of interesting, although it's basically a retread of the Gorgon, and it was done better as the Gorgon, uh, which came like two years beforehand. But it's kind of the same story. Uh, You know, reclusive, crazy guy has a daughter who's really hot, and everyone in the village is getting killed at night. And, oh, lo and behold, it turns out to be the daughter who's cursed by something or another. And in this case, it's like a... Indian, like, uh, in, in this case, East Indian uh, sort of snake cult kind of thing turned her into, like, a humanoid reptile. And so she has to turn into a reptile every once in a while and feed and, and kill people. And um, cool thing about this film, though, is, like, although it is really slow and kind of boring, like, when it gets to the sort of money shots where she bites someone in the after effects, the makeup effects are super simple, but they're really effective. Where their faces just get like all like bruised up like dark and shit and they have like mm. all this sort of uh, venom and shit like pulsating out of their out of their wounds on their neck and shit and and that's really effective. Uh, and also the makeup on the reptile itself I thought was really good. like p- some people might make fun of the, sort of like the buggy eyes, but I actually think it looks really fucking good, especially for the time. But uh the plague of the zombies, which was the film that was shot back to back with this, is actually the far superior film. Yep. But uh, they the got reptiles. a great look. Them zombies got a great look in that movie. They do wearing the, like the burlap sacks and shit. You know? oh, yeah, the sun- yeah. The sunken eyes. Mm-hmm. It uh, Looks really great. But the reptiles worth checking out. It's it's just not great, but um, it it is worth checking out, especially if you're a Hammer completist and you just want to see like, oh, here's a little small period where hammer would made a couple films that aren't the usual hammer film in a, in a sense, because you know, they don't have the the usual like star power and shit behind them that you would expect and all that kind of thing. So yeah, that's it. So we're going to play a podcast promo, some music, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about ringmaster. And I don't know about you
0: guys, but we got this man. We got this by the ass.
1: Why are you shaking your head?
0: Because you always do that now. <laughs> it's the
1: show format, God damn
3: it! I know, but you I love. Godly
1: warlock.
2: Much Picture Massacre is dedicated to exploitation, cult, grindhouse, and horror films from the last 7,500 fucking years. I don't fucking know. It's everything. If you're interested in that, check out motionpicturemasker.com or if you're on iTunes, search Motion Picture Masker and you'll find it. This has been your announcer, cowardly fuck your bags, signing off. Eat a dick.
0: You ungodly warlock. He's gonna hang out here tonight. Alright, we'll pass out on the couch. Alright, tonight we got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. Don't talk about anything else. To the TV set all night! And every night! Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a, a surprise! We've got nothing better to do than watch TV have a couple of reviews. TV news shows! What it's like out there! It's a so scare. You can go out if you want. My TV doesn't work. It's broken. What are we going to do tonight? Like this isn't
2: fair. We're headed. We've got nothing left to do. That's a an TV. And just a couple of brews. Hi, guys. Vaughn here. So when Lee asked me to be on this, um, sadly, I couldn't. I had prior engagements. I thought he was, you know, trolling me. Like, is this is the shoot? Seriously. Like, what? And then he explained to me that Miss Lee um, hadn't picked it. And I know that you are younger than the two of us, dear Lady Lee, but... And I'm guessing this is probably something that was a staple on TV because I remember it being on Comedy Central here in the states all the fucking time um, in the early 2000s. Um, but the kind of cultural like asphyxiation of Jerry Springer in the 90s um, never quite got to me. I never quite understood it. My ex-wife was obsessed with the show, so anytime she took like a sick day or a personal day from work, she had like her kind of mental issues and, you know, things like that, she would sit and watch this show and giggle and laugh and have a great time. Um, I just could never understand it. And When I was a kid, I'd seen a couple episodes of the show because of, you know, when you get sick and whatnot, and there's nothing else on TV because it's, you know, don't have the luxuries we have now. And I don't have the money I had when I was a kid. You know, I don't have the money I have now that I wish I had as a kid. Where I can buy whatever the fuck I want and watch whatever the fuck I want because that's what I'm into. Um, and you're kind of forced to watch stuff. So Jerry Springer was always on. And I had watched a couple of episodes and I never particularly understood people's obsession with it. Um, and the fact that like nowadays you actually go into and you look, a lot of those f- episodes were staged or kind of just... Manipulated through editing and construct to kind of work in their favor to make it much more salacious um, and scandalous uh, affair. Um, so by 98, he had kind of made a name for himself for being this kind of shocker, jocker. And it's like, you. I mean, he said this stuff was still prevalent by 98. I thought this stuff would have been dead by then. Um, you did get like, you know, Howard Stern did get to make a movie of one of his books, and And that was a big kind of revelation and trying to push the idea of raunchy comedy in the 90s. And another thing is, like, the whole kind of idea of comedy in the 90s was so, like, over the top. Like, let's do raunchy, raunchy, raunchy. And it's like, ugh, gross. Um, And you just look at that stuff, and you kind of just go, ugh. First off, it's all really dated. Secondly, it's just really just bad. Um, There's not many really good comedies in the 90s that were considered part of that raunch thing. And everybody loves the American Pie films, but you watch them nowadays, and they're just boring fucking trash. Anyway... I I was watching this and it feels like a bootleg Gary Sanders episode. As if like the writer of the of this film watched a couple of episodes of that show because the show was kind of prevalent and it had just ended in 98, so probably 97 when they were writing it, it was '96 whatever. They probably saw the kind of way that show was and were like, "Hey, we can do this around someone real instead of just basing it on a fictional character who's basing it on other late night talk show hosts." Um, So they they somehow wrangled Jerry Springer in, but Jerry couldn't use his full name because of the producers from the Jerry Springer show. So that's why it's just Jerry. And he is this kind of, you know, I I would have been much more interested if it was a put upon talk show was at the end of his rope but this guy just seems to be like eh, taking it and doing it and fucking dealing with the stupidity and the madness of the people around him and and the people who deal with him in his offices and stuff like that it's kind of boring and then you get to this the other plot story about the couple the the mother daughter and the daughter is like a little bit of a whore who seems to doesn't mind giving blowjobs to Random people in her job and fucking around her sta- with her stepdad while she's kind of cucking her boyfriend and it's like ugh boring. You know, like, you got Jamie Kennedy in there and it's one of her early roles and she's a very good actress, very good comedic actress. And Molly Hogan, um, who's also a really good actress, um, and they're squandered, they're just wasted. um, Michael Jai White, who's in there, is just another guy who's also wasted. You know what I mean? I don't expect... Like, he's not hes not very funny. He's much more just a beefcake motherfucker. And it's like, ugh. I mean, everybody in this film is just kind of, like, just wasted. Even Jerry Springer's wasted, which is just amazing that you can waste Jerry Springer because the guy had has so much charisma. And he comes off as this kind of bomb vivant fucking fuckface who's made a lot of money on, you know putting people through the ringer and showing the Drake's society of gar- the garbage. It's very much kind of like the, uh, a non uh, conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, or like a Wolfman Jack, where he's just selling people, um, you know holy water when it's really piss. Uh and it's just, it's, it's awful. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's bad. You know, Kioma, the film you guys did last which I wish I was on I think you guys really did a great point with that. Um, I understand everybody didn't like the music, but I think the music really works great as a kind of, as that siren song that goes on throughout the whole film, and I have this kind of Shakespearean angle to that whole film with the you know the witch and you know the these the 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 beloved son who isn't truly the father's son, but he's you know out of all his th- his boys is the one he respects and loves the most. And his other boys kind of take this, you know, hard, you know, really hard <laughs> that they never got the respect and love from their father that this half breed did. Um, and I really love that film. And there's and there should be more. Um, I don't know more Franco Nero stuff on this show. Uh, I don't know. I just I'm just amazed that you guys went from kioma to this and it's just like oh motherfucker you know i know you were doing like you were doing episodes based on your kind of college courses maybe there's some movies from that college course you didn't get to that you can do on the show those would be great cuz it seems like the college course you were going through was kind of going through the the gamut of interesting and really great films and i know that lee has probably covered a lot of them on the show and maybe he feels that maybe just it's too commercial to kind of cover all these things and you want to do something a little more off the beaten path, fine, I get it. But, like, fuck, this movie was awful. It was so hard to watch. And, like, it's a 90-minute film and it felt like four days. You know what I mean? I'm sitting there eating it, watching it, eating my breakfast this morning, and I'm like, fuck, this is taking forever. And I don't like fast-forwarding stuff, but I can't. I'm i am in, in my kitchen with my son he's eating breakfast, I'm eating breakfast, and I kind of just you know, watched it on Tubi Um, and it's not because of the commercial breaks, I actually don't mind Tubi's commercial breaks, but like fuck me man, the movie took forever to get through, and it's just it's as as funny as a dry fart you know what I mean, I I don't need to be so harsh, but you know whatever, and I respect both you guys, and you know, I love being on the show, and I'm happy that Lee was like yeah, send me something about your thoughts about the film but I don't know. Maybe there's something with uh, Lady Lee that she just remembers. Maybe there's something that like the family all watched and all got along and really loved because it was so bad and da, da 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 da. I'm just not a fan of stuff like this. Or like if it's considered like so bad it's good, I just don't I'm not a person who's into that. You know what I mean? I hate guilty pleasure stuff because in reality it's not a guilty pleasure if you like it. You know, if no one else likes it, you can still like it and feel and be honest with yourself about liking something. Right. I just don't like that kind of stuff. So bad it's good. I don't get I don't like the guilty pleasure crap. Anyway, um yeah, but anytime you guys want someone on, I'm always willing to pinch hit. Um but yeah, this was pretty bad. Okay. Thanks guys. Bye. <laughs>
4: That, that room looks huge, and she looks lost walking around in it for some reason. It just... Uh... Well, here's the thing:
1: like that that apartment that she's living in was made to specifications for a much larger person. Mm-hmm. She is four eleven. So,
4: oh, okay. So, so a short person lives in a giant's house. Then oh, that's fine. You know? Yes, yes. Uh, if you if you saw the size of
1: her in her bathroom alone. You would be amazed. Like she, she could barely stand up to her sink. Oh, my apartment. Of, yeah,
3: a giant made it.
1: <laughs>
3: like every time I go to my parents' place, I'm like, is this what normal cupboard height is supposed to be? <coughs> like I can't deal with it. It's, it's like literally so low. I'm like, what is going on? I don't have to like hop on the fucking counter to see myself in the mirror. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's nuts, man. I just, I'm a tall person, so it's. Been oh, tall place long. is I, I think I like, came out. Of, I think I came out of room four foot eleven. I think that's why uh, how long came out for. It's, uh,
3: <laughs> I was joking because my ex is like six foot six, and I was like, why mm-hmm. did you not move into this apartment? I kept the old place. That would have made way more sense. Like everything is just his height, like just standard height for him, while I have to like climb on everything. I have like three f- or two step stools so I can get to all the shelves.
4: It makes it an adventure. See, you know. It's and me, it's I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't got much brains, but I can reach stuff off the high shelf like nobody's business.
3: You know? <laughs> I climb on the shelves, which is a contain- like insanely dangerous. You are oh, not oh, supposed to climb oh, on the shelves. Oh, totally
4: old ladies, old ladies love me at the grocery store. You know they love me. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: that's. I joked. I was telling Cody, I'm like, you know what sucks about like me breaking up with you? I have to ask people to get stuff on the top shelf now. <laughs> Before I just went like this, and he's like, "Okay, I got it."
1: Yeah, you. Yeah, climbing shelves and shit. She does scary shit. You should see her around the fucking edge of cliffs.
3: Oh my god, I had plenty of space.
1: You did not! And You're I on the edge fallen. of the cliff. There's Yeah, you had plenty of space below of you.
3: Space? No, there was like plenty of landing space. I yes. probably would have got scraped up a bit because there was lots of rocks. Like little rocks. But to end up off the cliff, I would have had to fucking roll pretty goddamn far. She that liked- was not...
4: Which <laughs> can I you just you throw yourself in the barrel and just throw yourself off the falls or something? You are yes, like some crazy like that? She
1: she is making the sound <laughs> like she had like a lot of like, you know, incline to go down or whatever. Like no, she, she was standing on like sheer face drops. On I cliffs.
3: was not.
1: You've sh- so fucking worked.
3: I was not. Okay,
1: anyway, let's get Same. in this. Fucking-
3: I've done a lot worse. I'm just saying, I've done a lot worse.
1: Oh, I'm sure you have. I've you like walked persons. at the edge
3: of like cliffs that if I fell, I would have died. And that would have been like a couple bumps and bruises. No, this was like straight up, you wouldn't have been able to tell who I was. Like, Cliff. See, at, at like, Willow
4: Tower, at the former Sears Tower in Chicago, they had this glass ledge that you could walk outside of the building on this glass ledge. I forgot how many stories up is, but I'm not fucking doing that shit. I look down, <laughs> i would I'm love fucked. That. I would fucking freeze. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into this. Um,
1: Ringmaster 1998. We do have a trailer, and let's play that now. <laughs> Springtime,
0: a time for friends and family to come together and feel the love in the air. Blow by blow. Save it for the show, okay? Meet Jerry's guests.
3: I'm crazy to wear my jacket. i not so you could sleep with my husband.
0: Backstage. Yeah, are you ever going to do a show on huh? people who love farm animals? <laughs> up close how do you know that one of your friends is having sex with Demond? because i'm standing in his living room and a little too personal what you doing
2: with my daughter that you ain't doing with me
0: I don't <laughs> Prepare yourself for a very Jerry big-screen adventure. Jerry Springer in...
4: So you date anybody? Rainmaster. I just got to get to the Jerry show. I don't even know, but I'm feeling like a hoe. No, I'm not. I'm feeling real good. Because we're on our way
0: to, to a Hollywood. <laughs>
1: ringmaster 1998 directed by neil abramson who did basically nothing i've heard of since this (laughs) he did a couple movies he did a couple like tv things not none of it anything i've really heard of outside of something that uh not i think if i'm not mistaken lady lee is not a big fan of beautiful from 2000 is that not the movie with the pageants and the terrible people in it and yeah
3: oh it was oh my god yeah it was on my top ten worst list. Yeah. Like it's just so bad. It's so bad. Like when you it, okay you have to watch it. You just have to watch it just to see how bad it is. Because when you actually see it you think like, oh there's actually like an inspirational story here. Like it could be a beautiful story. And then they just ruin it by making it terrible.
4: This is like yeah. the yeah. mini driver the, with the, with the young girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I watched it it's, once with my sister I think.
3: So bad. I saw when I was younger and I thought I really enjoyed it. And I watched it again, thinking, Oh, it's been so long, I'm gonna watch it again. That's why I ended up my worst of list, because I was too young to remember what the movie was about. <laughs>
1: uh so we have uh writer John Bernstein. Oh no, it's John Bernstein who did beautiful. He wrote it. Okay, Neil Abramson. I I got this still fucked garbage. up. Yeah, <laughs> still garbage. But you know, anyway. Uh moving on to the cast. Jerry Springer as Jerry Farrelly, because uh, apparently he couldn't like legally use his name with some sort of rights conflict or something while making the movie, which is stupid, which doesn't make any sense, because it's basically just a promo movie for a show if more and more than anything else, right? Yep. So I, I don't know why that happened, but anyway, um, so of course he's talk show host uh, born in Highgate tube station in London during air raids in 1944, uh so you know, American but British born uh, American uh former mayor of Cincinnati, Ohio in, in 77, despite having um being on like the town the city council or something before that and having a sex scandal of a prostitute where he paid for a prostitute with a with a a check with his name on it, which is interesting. Uh apparently he was popular enough that people overlooked that shit. Um, and of course, he got the Jerry Springer show. Uh, he's I think he's still doing Judge Jerry, if if I'm not mistaken. That's the kind of other show, yeah. Um, and of course, Jerry Springer show probably the most famous trash talk show ever made. I mean, it's up there, definitely up there. It's it's definitely, I I mean, the
3: title of like the most iconic because the other ones I feel tried to. Latch on in some way, shape, or form, but this is the one that kind of
1: started it all. Yeah, well, I mean, he he kind of was sort of situated as a replacement for Phil Donahue, and Phil Donahue was kind of like getting into this kind of shit by the end of his career, like getting super sleazy and stuff, and he kind of took over from that. Um, he was, he was in several movies. I mean, most notable one, he did had a bit part in Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Um, interesting, he's got a side career as a self-described country singer-songwriter. Uh, apparently, he's done several uh, appearances where he's opened for Billy Ray Cyrus whenever scheduling allows. Uh, and he does it in this film, too. He does a, a country music uh, song. Um he's even performed at Johnny Depp's uh club, uh The Viper Room, and uh he recorded an album in nineteen ninety-five called uh Dr. Talk for Fiddlefish Records it was mostly consisted of country music covers. And honestly, uh also before that, um when he was mayor of Cincinnati, he did a folk rock song as some sort of like uh protest song to like stop them from like tearing down a subway station or some bullshit in in the city, like he, some sort of activist thing.
3: He was in Dance with the Stars too. Was he? Yeah, he lost first round.
4: Good. <laughs> he was he was uh, not uh, courted enough. No, enough. not at all. I mean, I oh, I just
1: don't believe it. Like, come on. Um, we have J B. Presley as Angel uh i know her from stuff like poison ivy the new seduction i think that's where everyone was kind of introduced to her
3: not another uh, teen movie
1: not another teen movie and of course oh, yeah. my name is earl which i f- i feel like this this film was just you know practice <laughs> for my name is earl because she perfects the character you know kind of thing um william macamera is to- uh, troy davenport uh surprising credits for this guy he was in opera 1987, Dario Argento's opera, of all wow. things. Wow. Yeah. And then, like, a couple of mo- movies in the early 90s that sort of, you know, popped up. Aspen is extreme and surviving the game uh, stood out. Um, got Molly Hagen as Connie. She was in the Corbin Bernson slasher movie, The Dentist. Uh, she was in election
4: uh, and yes, yeah, she Steve. was. Yeah, she, she was in election. She was Matthew Broderick's wife for that movie, getting get plowed mm-hmm. and shit, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she, she plays nothing, the mean
3: not, bitch real good. I mean, she's nothing, getting
4: plowed in this movie too, so yeah, nothing like a scene where he's like having bored sex and her saying, Fill me up to do it for you, you know. That's uh, a <laughs> goddamn, Matthew Ugh. Broderick. <laughs> I mean, you know, Matthew Matthew Broderick killed a person.
1: Um, yes, he did. Yeah. John Capadice as uh, Mel Riley. Wendy Raquel Robinson as Starletta. Ashley Holbrook as Willie. Tangi Ambrose as Vonda Simmons. Nikki Michaud as uh, LeSeanette. Krista Tessero as Catherine Winnicott. Don Maxey as Natalie. We have Maximiliana as Charlie slash Claire. And they are a drag queen who's been on America's Got Talent as the bearded lady. Apparently, that's sort of like their later career as as of late, sort of like, I'm going to be a drag queen with a beard. And I'm going to, you know, do that thing. I really do the sort of uh, non-binary uh, sort of gender thing and put it really out there. And they have been on several TV shows more than anything else, like the movie credits, not much, but uh, they were on... The Gilmore Girls, Clueless, and Nash Bridges. And then we we have two interesting credits here, which still surprised the fuck out of me, even watching these two in this film. I'm like, why are you in this film? (laughs) Uh, Michael Jai White as Demond. Most people know him as Black Dynamite. Got his start in The Toxic Avenger Part 2 and 3. That's right. Yeah, and he's been in big movies like The Dark Knight, and then he's been in a bunch of really shitty action movies no one's ever heard of that he's way more talented than those movies deserve and the same could be said for uh, Michael Dudikoff as Rusty here who um, got his sort of start in stuff like Bloody Birthday and Bachelor Party Radioactive Dreams and most famously the American Ninja series (laughs) Uh, we have a synopsis
4: here Oh, you got uh, something, Gary? No. Yeah. When Dudikov popped up, I was like, w- w- "What the fuck is he doing in this movie?" I'm like, "Oh, he's trailer trash." And they get really sad that Dudikov, Michael J. White and did a movie together or something like that. You, you, mm-hmm. you that's not an action movie. I mean, that should be an action movie, not not this movie.
1: Yeah, because you know, Dudikov <laughs> is just like he spends like ninety percent of his screen time on a couch making out with Jamie Presley, But you know, not a bad way to earn a paycheck, honestly. But uh, still. <laughs> Um, so we have synopsis here. Jerry Springer stars as more or less himself, the host of a raunchy controversial and popular Los Angeles talk show, which features everyday people with problems who frequently vent their problems on the air. A new group of guests are flown in for one show, include the white trash, uh, white... Trailer trash from Sarasota, Florida. Connie, whose current husband has cheated on her with her nymphomaniac teenage daughter, Angel, for which Connie has gotten revenge by having sex with Angel's fiance. And from Detroit, Black Trash Starletta, whose boyfriend, Damone, has slept with all of her girlfriends. Soon the path of all these parties cross, which leads to more sex, arguments, physical violence, and Jerry sweating out just another day.
4: Yeah. Okay. I, I missed I missed those fights in high school. I, I I'm not going to name the guy, but there was a guy who who sold drugs and he was a friend of mine. But because he sold drugs, I I, I got along with him. Who was plowing multiple girls at the, you know at once? You know, I'll call him K. And these girls got in a fight over this man in the hallway one time. Man, I missed those fights in high school. <laughs> You had your little Springer show going on. Oh, hair extensions (laughs) flying, clothes flying, man, beautiful.
1: (laughs) Uh, So this was Lady Lee's pick. So Lady Lee, explain yourself, and and please, uh, you know, sort of give your general thoughts on this film.
3: (laughs) Okay, so this movie is terrible. It is, Mm -hmm. um, I think, what it has like a two point something on IMDb, which is hilarious and on its own. (laughs) Uh, So. I, when I was a kid, so this one came out in 1998, I was 10 years old when this came out. So when I was a kid, uh, I didn't have a lot of channels on uh, TV, because we had like the the rotating dish, which got us uh, CTV, not CTV, C, uh, whatever, TV, CFM, TV, whatever the fuck it's called. I can't remember now. Um... And I was able to watch Charmed on Fox. And then after I watched Charmed, I watched Jerry Springer. And then I would watch uh, South Park at 12 o'clock. So it was Charmed at 10, Jerry at 11, and then South Park at 12. That was my Friday night. That was what I did every (laughs) Friday night. And I did it with my my friend back then, like the one that I'd known since I was like three years old. And we'd watch this religiously. We watched Jerry Springer religiously. And uh, I don't know why. Why did my parents let me watch this? I don't understand. So anyways, yeah, a movie came out. I don't think my parents realized how bad it was. Anyways, a Jerry Springer movie came out, and I ended up watching it. I think I was 11 when I watched it really not appropriate for a child and i watched it multiple times like i re-watched it recently and i was like i've watched it so many times that i remembered everything about the movie like nothing I, there was nothing that i didn't remember Poor woman like <laughs> absolutely everything so yes it's a terrible movie um yeah i fucking love it because it is so bad <laughs> it's so it's so like cringy from beginning to end like i was watching it with ryan and poor ryan could barely even last the movie like he just wanted to go and there's me like no no you gotta stay you gotta watch the whole thing
1: man i feel bad for ryan because it's like you know he's got to share an apartment with you and then apparently he's got to like be nice and humor you through watching these shitty movies that you have to watch for this podcast. But, you know, um, Gary, is, is this the first time watch for you? And, uh, what's your sort of general thoughts on this one?
4: Yeah, it's the first time watch for me. I, I was Jerry, Jerry Springer watcher, you know, like everybody else. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the continent of the United States, you know, we love trash. We love a little tabloid bullshit. Uh, the show is actually recorded in Chicago, and my friend, that is my friend's mother and his older older sister, used to go all the time just to go sit in the audience because you'd, you'd have the the ad. If you like, come sit in the audience and you know, you know, comment and scream and stuff, you know, hoot and holler, you go and they went often. They they loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, just go to the film. I, I didn't I didn't think it was big biggest turd that I was going to be. Let's put it that way. I mean, this is the <laughs> guy who. And she said she watches a bunch. I probably watched that Jersey Boys, that, that Jerky Boys movie more. Oh, yeah. As, as much <laughs> as she did I, watching this movie, I watched that more just just as much. Um, and that's pretty bad, but all in some some good right ways, too, because you got some some good, like, one or two good character actors in this movie. But you got them everywhere in that Jerky Boys movie. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought it played kind of like... Um, like that six days to air South Park, speak of South Park, that documentary in a way, but like dramatized and, you know, every, you know, all their place it really laid out, you know, who's going to come on the show and how they're going to be connected. And it's, it's, it's not, it's not great, but it, it does what it does, you know, well, what it, what it intended mm-hmm. to do. And, I, I got to give it that for for a narrative of this movie, you know. For, for, for what little you have, it does it does work, and the characters are trashy, and I, those are my people. I, I, I got to say it again. <laughs> um, I got to reiterate that, you know, because without trashy folks, life would be boring. You know, you're all fucking tight ass hoity toity motherfuckers. Without that 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 monkey wrench in, in the mix, you know, and that 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 girl at the party, you know, that wasn't really wasn't invited, but she's the wild one, you know. Uh, life be pretty boring, and they they play it out in this one, and um, walking hard on Michael Dudikoff, and even bigger walking <laughs> hard on Michael Jai White. It just yeah. really really summed it up, and and I I think that Mr. Springer, Mr. J, Mr. Jerry um, Farrelly in this movie. Uh, re- he, he he did a pretty good job of laughing at himself. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know what um. I, I... He's like, yeah, I know what I do, and this this is just a, a comedic version of, you know, what I do, and I have no no qualms about this, but I really enjoyed his last retort at the end of it, you know, to, to yeah. the, the yeah. guy at the end. We'll get into some, some spoilers, but I thought that was a nice um, capper for say, I'm trash, but I'm human too, so... I'm giving this film way too much credit, but it, it, it works in the narrative that, it, that it's working with. So I got to give it that. Um, that's it for right now. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend this is a good movie because uh, it's not, um, but there is enjoyable things in this that I, you know, I was like, Oh, that's not bad. So I, I should just say like starting off the whole production feels like a late 1990s HBO movie. Like on honestly, on it, it feels like a really bad version of the Larry Sanders Show. It is is kind of what I came up with. Like I was watching this, like okay, so this is Larry Sanders Show. If there was like no writing talent behind it, it treats the Jerry Springer Show as if it was real. Like I, I think most people kind of know that the Jerry Springer Show is kind of like pro wrestling, where you know sometimes they'd bring on people who actually had real conflicts and they'd ask them to like you know hype it up a little bit and shit. But for the most part, they actually sought out people to act roles in the show and and sort of and play out these storylines. So and that that's since there's like a kayfabe kind of uh, thing going on with the Jerry Springer show where it's like pro wrestling. I do definitely agree that Jerry Springer at the very least makes fun of himself in this movie, which is is good to see. Like it, it, it's good to see that he he knows that. You know, I kind of got lucky with this, like, because I I have no personality. But somehow I have this show that's super popular. And I, I think it's kind of like the fact that everyone that he's, you know, got on the show is so big and like crazy that they sort of like counteract and bounce off the fact that he has no personality at all. And he's just kind of a nebbish uh and he, and he kind of knows it. He kind of just kind of knows, like I'm I'm a dork. Like I'm I'm a fucking dork. And and although you know the movie also tries to play it the other way, where it's like he's also really sexy because he has a sex scene, and he has like, every woman who shows up on the, on the on the show wants to fuck him. I think that's um, more
3: a, a joke. It is a it there. is a
1: joke, though. Yeah, it is you could. Tell,
3: like, you could he, there's nothing that he did to make him look extravagant or anything like that. It was just that um these girls were like attracted to the fame. And even when he did like the sex scene and when he's in the mirror, like you could tell it was just a, yeah, no, no, yeah. it's not. Um I do think it's interesting too, kinda how uh he tried he was during the whole movie, he was trying to make like a, a serious um career of himself, but he realized that he couldn't. So every time he was doing the interviews and he mentioned being the not the mayor, the counselor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anyways, he was, yeah,
1: he was he was a city councilor in Cincinnati, then became a mayor for one term. It was a weird thing where he had to split the mayoral duties with the other party so he could only be mayor for one year or some okay. shit. And then they had to switch it over.
3: He commented about that in the movie and then in the movie they, when he was trying to do like the serious interviews and all sorts of stuff. So it like it kind of makes you laugh because you see he's like he, he's trying to get into something more serious in the movie and then he knows he's like, I'm fucked. I'm stuck with these people. Mm-hmm. These people love me and this is what I have to do. Um, I don't know if you ever watched the um, the really serious episodes that Jerry did. So he did the ones where uh, he helped somebody who was like grossly overweight, try and help him lose weight. And uh, he ended up, well, Jerry ended up not being able to help him enough because the guy passed away. Mm -hmm. And you actually saw Jerry Springer like cry on set because it was really upsetting because he had bonded this relationship with the guy. And then there was another one too, where he went on the streets and uh, he actually interviewed a bunch of people who lived on the streets and, was uh he went around and asking them like first of all like how were they there uh how did they survive like i remember the one guy they followed and the guy's like yeah i just go to these garbage cans and like here this is a burger this is like my meal and you watch this guy like open it. it's like you would eat that like that's yours he's like yeah that's how i eat so he actually did a lot of like off tv studio filming Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know what to call it. But anyways, he did a lot of those uh, where he actually was trying to do something more serious. And I think that's kind of what I really appreciate about him. That even though he was like a fucked up guy, like, I mean, in a fucked up show. And uh, it was encouragement of like airing out your dirty laundry. Um, like you said, like fake, but then real
4: moments.
1: I, I don't like, I don't think... From from what I've seen, and like I, I did watch some Jerry Springer in the day. I'm not I'm not like a big devotee of it or anything like that. But I I did watch some Jerry. I think everyone kind of watched a bit of Jerry Springer back in the day, kind of. I you know?
3: watched it religiously.
1: Yeah, I mean, but okay. I don't. <laughs> I mean, here's here's the thing. I don't I don't I don't think Jerry Springer is necessarily you know fucking mesestophiles. I don't think he's the fucking devil. I don't think he's a shitty necessarily a super shitty person or anything like that. He's got his flaws. He definitely did a show that pivots to the lowest common denominator. That's true. But at the same time, like his show is totally fake. Like his show is for the most part just fucking I it's, think a, it's pro wrestling. Like it I think it, it's, the
3: newer episodes were really fake. Because the older stuff there was stories and then yeah they over exaggerated them. Yeah. There were stories that were real. But the newer stuff was all fucking fake. You could see it was all timed. It was all like made up. Mm-hmm. They yeah. had the ring sound for the fighting. They had the stripper pull. They had the Jerry beads. Like it just went up to this huge thing. Like the movie that was made was previous to all that, where there was like no gimmicks. There was no nothing. There used to be Steve. I was so sad Steve wasn't in the fucking movie.
4: Yep. Yeah, I was Everybody surprised. Knows
3: Steve. He had his own fucking talk show.
4: Oh, yeah. Was, the Wilco was, Show was amazing because he would bring the. Biggest pieces of shit on there you can find, like fathers who got their ten year old daughters addicted to heroin and children to prostitution, yeah. shit like that. You know, and he would get in their fucking face. And he's not a small man. He's like he's no. like he's like six six foot eight ten or something. He's tall. You know, mm-hmm. that's yeah, why he was security on Jerry Springer. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> um, I
3: think in the late nineties is when. Uh, the realization that the show was just a joke really took on because mm-hmm. I remember early like I said I remember earlier years they actually took on like real stories and real things where they were actually trying to help people and I remember those episodes because it was like actually like going out on the streets or going out and helping somebody or going to somebody's home like this kind of stuff
1: <clears throat> but they went they like went later through years through like early 2000s th-
3: it was yeah. like like I said it was everything like they had every fucking gimmick i remember the girls like anybody in stage was showing their tits to see to get jerry beads like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was
1: and and you get a bit of that at the start of the film too it's like you get some titties right up front um but yeah like i I don't think, you know, I don't think Jerry Springer's the greatest guy in the world or anything like that. But I don't think like, you know, his reputation as being like a total piece of shit or anything is warranted necessarily. Like he, he has a social conscience to, to some degree. Um, I mean, you know, he ran for mayor, he ran for City Council. He did a folk song about it, you know, like I feel like he's he's got shit he cares about. But he, you know, he fell into this kind of formula and ran with it. And I think he's a bit of a carny fuck. Like, and I got nothing I, I have no problems with that. I have no problems with him being a carny fuck. I love pro wrestling. I love I love fucking carnies. Like I, I get wrong. it. I get I get Green. working. I get I get grifting. I get kayfabe. I I, I, I know how it works. So like I, I can't bemoan Jerry Springer like falling into this and trying to do it. Same time no fucking personality. He he is a, like a void of charisma, especially in this film, which seems weird because this film should be all about like making Jerry Springer look like the coolest motherfucker ever. And it falls flat on its ass doing it.
4: <laughs> I, I, I can appreciate that. I, was, I can appreciate that though, because like I said, he he knows who he is. It's not like Mory mm-hmm. Povish towards the end there where before he used to oh, give yeah. a shit about people. And uh, every show was, oh, who's the baby's daddy? Or, you know, you slept with 40 guys. Could this be the one, you know? And it's like, (laughs) after a while, it's like, yeah, you just live off off the misery. And that's fine. But at least Jerry had, you know, the series episode. But then he would have the clan wedding the next episode and he just lagged around. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah.
3: There would be up shit. That's what I was saying. Like there was so much, I don't know if it was he did it because he had to, because this was the only thing he had. And with his platform, he tried to like throw in some good, where he actually tried to help people. I don't know. Anyways, um, the actual movie, instead of talking about Jerry Springer, uh can we laugh about how um, the guy literally fucks every single girl other than the mother? In this mm-hmm. movie, and she's still dating him, and they're still friends. Like the girls are still friends. Like, what is that? <laughs> that must be go, the best uh, uh, fucking friendship bond. That's like, oh, uh, you slept with my boyfriend, and you slept with my boyfriend, and you slept with my boyfriend. Okay, well, I'm gonna stay with my boyfriend, and I'm gonna stay with oof. you guys.
4: There. Okay, okay, so uh, I go back they're, to they're, Corlin Jones. Okay, that that fell I mentioned. You know, and mm-hmm. yeah, they still all wanted to fuck him. Even though he's fucking all of them, so yeah.
1: And, and I mean, like friends. <laughs> I mean, I I, and I get like if this was real life, why everyone would want to fuck Michael J. White? Because I mean, this is like peak Michael J. White body wise, where he is just a chiseled piece of man meat. Like he is. There, there's Should a we
3: scene. Give him the room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that, there is there is a scene where he his uh, wife or girlfriend or whatever catches him fucking her friend and he there is no fat on that dude like there's no body fat at all like it's it's all
3: from the female perspective it was too much muscle like, oh, was, no, I, you know, I, like, I, I... I like a little bit of... I don't know. Just I me. Mean, I know other girls
1: love it, but... Yeah, no, I, and yes, I, I, I do know your preferences, luckily enough. But the performances in this around Jerry Springer are fucking great. So, like, Michael J White's fucking... He is smooth as fuck. He's great in this film. like, And he does so many shitty films that don't deserve his talent. Like, He, he is so fucking good. Um, Jamie Presley and Molly Hagan in this are fucking amazing. And I feel like that relationship needs to be in a better movie. It, it made me think of uh, what's the name of that fucking film with Sigourney Weaver and uh, what's your name from I Know What You Did Last Summer, Jennifer Love Hewitt. There, there's that oh. film they did Heartbreakers. The heartbreakers where they're yeah. they're uh, a mother and daughter team who like scam old dudes yep. out of their money by being sexy around them um that's fun it's a fun movie mm-hmm. yeah no I, I like that movie and there's this sort of same energy here like you could kind of get that kind of thing going in a better movie that had nothing to do with jerry springer <laughs> i i think it would work because Honestly, this movie seems more dedicated towards focusing on them. Like Jerry Springer's barely in this fucking film. Like how many minutes does he have on screen? Like maybe 20 at the most? Maybe that's pushing it.
3: Take care of yourself and each other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, like he's barely in it yet. This is supposed to be like a promo for him in his show. It, it almost feels like the people like making the film were like, oh, oh you had
3: to make the story. You had to make the story. Hold on a second. The the stepdaddy fucking the daughter, like on a constant regular basis. Yeah, yeah. come on now. And she was pregnant.
1: No, but it, at the same time, it feels like, oh god, we gotta we gotta pivot away from Jerry Springer because he can't act worth a shit. So it's like, we need. We do these other actors, and we need to focus on their story.
3: We also had, well, they also had to put him as, like, you couldn't just have the Jerry Springer show as Jerry Springer. Like, there was a the story being developed of the characters, so you're getting, like, the mm. background. I'm no, not disagreeing with you. I totally disagree with you, but I think I prefer to kind of get the background story. Oh, I of do, too. The families versus, like, having, whether it had not been Jerry, I,
1: I still would have. I, I just feel like Jerry should have been like if this is a Jerry Springer movie and which is basically what this is, he should have t- taken a more pivotal role in it. But at the same time, it's like I understand why he didn't, because he's kind of really bad in this. Film. <laughs> like, I he's think, terrible.
4: You know, l- less is more in, in this. And again, I'm not I'm giving away too much credit. But, <laughs> you know, if you didn't if you didn't concentrate on the stories of these people. And you just and it's used as the Jerry Springer Show as a backdrop for for them to to air their grievances or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't work with just Jerry. It, it just wouldn't. And and uh, there's not enough of that in the Jerry Springer Show. At least there wasn't. And you know, and I I, I kind of like the the narrative of you getting to know these people and you know their 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 funk their funked up lives and you know it was just uh and you
3: know what? there was like this beautiful story behind like no matter how fucked up they were they still had this bond with each other they still were able to see past faults mm-hmm. like it, it, all of it was fucked up every single story was fucked up other than like the um, the one uh girl the one trans female who slept with the guy and they made a story about that I'm like yeah that's all this that's <laughs> it was totally 90s
1: but yeah now- that That was that was the token '90s wacky transphobia moment, basically, which is like, okay, I I get, you know, it's not a big part of the film, so it's like, okay, I can overlook it. Yeah, no, it's honestly, uh, I kind of wanted more. Like, it's 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 an R-rated film. I kind of wanted to push the R rating a bit harder. Like it, like if you're gonna do like this super sleazy, like this is the Jerry Springer show, like this is the, you know. Uh, too much for tv kind of thing like they had the jerry springer tapes where it was like too hot for tv or whatever the fuck like why not push that more in this movie like it feels like that's the proper time to fucking do it and they don't really do it like i understand like like jamie presley not wanting to like get super naked in the film and shit because she she did that in poison ivy and now she's trying to like get a like a legit acting career going but i mean you could still hire a bunch of models and shit to show their titties a little bit more
4: in the film. I I'd, I'd Mhm. get you had the corn stars from them. Yeah, the boobs in the beginning, you had the language, mm-hmm. and um something I could appreciate because I have heard these songs like twenty-five years. I got to hear Pop That Pussy by Two Live Crew <laughs> in this movie. And <laughs> I got and really come, excited, you know. And and their version of coming to America. And, yes. Yeah, yeah. There's like four two live crew songs in this movie. I, I can appreciate that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you even get the Jerry Springer uh, country western song in this
3: as well. <laughs> oh my god! Oh
1: my god! The Jewish
4: cowboy, which is just like, so you got t- t- ten year gap there, Lee. She says the joy of going to get that parental advisory tape, uh, the uh, the, uh, the the big one, you know, uh, off the rack and bring <laughs> it home and hide yeah. it from your parents, you know, just it's, it's, uh, yeah. What it was one of those? Yeah, it's so one of their cassette tapes. Something I put inside <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin and see what happens next, you know. It wasn't me, it was the bear. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Although I think you had to like I think with the Teddy
1: Roxpin, you had to you had to like break the the little uh thing on the tape. You had to like break the uh the copy fucking I think I think so. There was, there was a trick yeah. to it for sure. Yeah, there were there was some sort of physical, you know, fucking analogue. Fucking analog with fucking Teddy Ruxpin and shit. Like, that's that's a dead yeah. art now. Oh my god.
3: I never had one of those. I've only heard of them. And I yeah. think some of the stuff would have been hilarious.
1: So, t- does anyone have anything else they need to say about this one before we sort of get to our conclusion here? Or?
4: lady?
3: I'm trying to think. I feel like I had something to say and I just forget.
4: No. No. No, that's fine. Yeah, the narrative works really fine, I, I think, for, for a film of its caliber. You know, so... I've watched bigger turns than this before. Same era. And yeah, I, I, I could say if you like Jerry Springer, if you're a child of, of that era, to go to 2B and watch it once and say, hey, I've seen the Jerry Springer movie. And if I would never watch it again, but it, it didn't suck all the way. So, <laughs> I've, there's seen
0: that.
3: way <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it way too many times. Way too many times. I had a, a really good laugh when um, she used the Oh, my God. What's it called? The cup. The cervix cup. the Oh, she Diaphragm. The, yes, the diaphragm. The diaphragm. <laughs> it was just so funny how, like, she was so casual about it, too. She's like, oh, ew. You used my mom's. Are you my diaphragm? Oh, that's why I'm pregnant. Because you use my diaphragm.
0: Mm. Like,
3: not, like, when they announced that she was pregnant, I was like, how fast did you get pregnant? Hold on a second. I'm so
1: confused. Mm. <laughs> and they definitely, like, you know. In, in lieu of like, we can't actually show long, softcore sex scenes, like the two blowjob scenes that happen in the film, you get like sucking noises
4: on the actual soundtrack, you know? Yes. Like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I forgot to who mention made those
3: sounds. <laughs> <but> <laughs> I,
4: I forgot to mention that MC Ganey shows up in this movie for a hot second. Yeah. The, the blowjob uh, takey t- 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 in the hotel room yeah he's um, a trucker or whatever you know it's like i love that actor he's great in everything yeah he
1: he, he is great <laughs> like he's very underutilized but uh um i cannot recommend this movie uh i, I will I, i'm not gonna say i didn't in, enjoy parts of it because i did um i especially like again i i said like i i enjoyed jamie presley and molly hagan i thought they were great in this i thought they deserved a better movie um i think molly hagan is super fucking sexy uh i was like oh wow come 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 over here come to my trailer park god damn it uh i don't live in a trailer park but i'll find one um jamie presley is also very attractive although i'm not too into blondes but you know um yeah i i can't recommend it like i i i don't think it's a good movie. I don't think it's well written. I think Jerry Springer is fucking dead on arrival as far as like being the lead of this. And although he's not really the lead of this, which is also just like it's both a misstep and not a misstep because they like again. I feel I feel like they figured we're making a Jerry Springer movie. Jerry Springer sucks. We have to cover it up with actual good actors, and they did that. <laughs> but at the same time, it's just like why have Jerry Springer in it? And like the movie would be so much better without him in the show. Like it, it would make much more sense, but whatever. You're just uh, bitter. I'm not, what are you talking about? I'm not bitter. I hate, this. I don't hate this movie or anything. Like it's, it, it's it's acceptable on its own terms, but it's not good at, at any rate. Like it's, it's definitely not good. Budget for this was 20 million made 9 million. So, uh, that tells you where it went. Uh, it's widely available, though. You can get it on Tubi. Uh, like we said, uh, you, can get, you can get a Blu-ray and DVD of this. It's on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Prime, and Vudu. So if you want to find it, you definitely can.
3: I recommend Ooh. it. <laughs>
1: I recommend wow. it. Okay, it. well, yeah, sure.
3: Just watch it.
1: Sure. Um... Just going to mention, by the way, uh, our friend Vaughn is going to send a uh, message in here as well. Uh, I'm going to probably put this in at like near the end of the episode or maybe in the middle. I don't, I don't know if I know. He,
3: It'll he, be in the episode.
1: It'll be in yeah. there somewhere. He'll fix I, I, it I know, post, y'all. Yeah. I, I know Vaughn has a much <laughs> different opinion of this movie than Lee does. She, like, I was like, hey, Vaughn, you want to be on this episode? It's like yeah, um, no, I can't do it, but I'll send you in the messages. And he, and then like he spent the l- the last couple days of the week on. Are you seriously doing this movie? I was like, yes. Are you sure you're doing this movie? Yes, we're doing this. <laughs> All right, I'll send you in a fucking audio clip.
3: So. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> that is why I love it. I think it's just like uh, nostalgia too. Like I thought mm-hmm. it was so much better when I was a kid, but. Again, I was a kid when I watched this, and there was boobs in it.
1: <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, Gary, it's always a great time to have you on here. It's always a great time to talk with you and podcast with you. Please pimp all your stuff to the listeners.
4: Well, you can find most of my stuff if you go to the the Apple iTunes or any podcatcher of your choice under the butcher shop, uh, including a show I do with Lee uh, called Last Call of Torchies. Uh, with mm-hmm. myself and Cameron Scott as well. And that's all Walter Hill joints. Uh, we record that tomorrow again. I yep. get to release the episode we did before that. So look for episodes very, very soon. By week, week to week. We'll see what happens, how they get, get released. Uh, come up on the 8th anniversary of The Beef Podcast. My, uh, mm-hmm. I hear what they call it, fl- flagship show. That's the show I've been doing the longest. And we're doing um, a bunch of Christopher Guest Jams for those episodes and with various guests and I'm giving them the option to, to sit in on the other reviews that they would like to, but come on on that person's schedule. So if you hear one person say, Hey, they got that one. You may hear court Syops or Bo Ranzel or Derek Bourgeois on other reviews too, depending on their schedules. Um, other ones I do are under that same label. The only one not, not under that label is um, untapped gems which is a show that's on a little hiatus right now because my co-host, Heather Powell, another proud Canadian, has um, gone on vacation very soon. And um, next episode, you should hear that. We have two in the books already. Um, We did Buckaroo Banzai Mm -hmm. and Don't Torture a Duckling. The theme of these films is uh, these are films that neither one of us have seen. Um, Next episode should be The Devil's Backbone, uh, the Guillermo del Totoro movie. And... I never seen it before. So that this yeah, no. again, hence the theme of the show, you know? Yeah, no. And I, I listened to the first two episodes and they were both good, so yeah. And um that's about it. You know, stuff coming up. I haven't done stuff in a few weeks, but um I'm getting past that change of weather and people mowing their grass too early, bullshit, my allergies going fucking nuts. And <laughs> I it's a bad scene, guys. But um this sucks getting old.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Um, Lady Lee, anything you need to plug?
3: Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mighty Tiny All Star, where I will update you on whatever is being updated on the podcast.
1: There you go. Awesome. Um, not sure what we're doing next or when we're doing it, but uh, we'll be back soon, hopefully.
3: Hopefully. Um, it'll, it, it can, I don't think I can beat this one, though. Kind of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I, like I said, I uh, had the thought that I'm gonna, you know, throw it over to Lady Lee for some picks in the next few episodes. So, uh, it's gonna be whatever she comes up with, it's gonna be a grab bag, it's gonna be a surprise. Uh, thank you guys, yeah, so, <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, again, thanks so much, Gary. It's always a pleasure to have you on, and uh, thank you, Lady Lee, and thank you, people, for listening. And we'll be back when we're back. Goodbye. Bye.
0: You say things aren't going well. You're halfway to hell. You lost everything that counts. Gone is your spouse, and maybe the house, All well, you haven't lost her pounds. The kids are falling, creditors calling, when did life become this curse? The car won't run, your days seem done, For things ever get any worse. But then there's Oprah, Bill, and Sally, and Jerry Springer, too a little dose of a talk show host You won't seem quite as blue Cause if that's the world or part of it Where madams are sometimes served You'll quit complaining, things could be worse Those calamities could be yours I mean that stuff on there will raise your hair You'll do a double take like a pretty john with high heels on out looking for a date or that big bald-headed woman with a tattoo on her face who swears she was abducted by a man from outer space now i know your lover left you with who you thought was your best friend and the dog you taught to fetch a ball just bit you in your rear end but remember that guy on Springer Who cried and fought and swore That last week he talked to Elvis At a Memphis Walmart store But then there's Oprah, Phil, and Sally And Jerry Springer's too A little dose of a talk show host You won't seem quite as blue Cause if that's the world or part of it where madams are sometimes sirs You'll quit complaining, things could be worse Those calamities could be yours Well, the dog bite, it'll heal And the hurting, it's just a cut And the lover who left you, well, it's best that he did He'll probably wind up on his butt So give thanks for life, even when it's not the best You see, there's always worse you could be a talk show guest. But then there's Oprah, Bill, and Sally, and Jerry Springer, Sue. A little dose of a talk show host, you won't seem quite as blue. Because if that's the world or part of it, where madams are sometimes sirs, you'll quit complaining. Things could be worse. Those calamities could be yours. But then there's Oprah, Bill, and Sally, and Jerry Springer, too. A little dose of a talk show host, you won't seem quite as blue. Cause if that's the world or part of it, where madness are sometimes served, you'll quit complaining, things could be worse, those calamities could be yours. But then there's Oprah, Bill, and Sally, and Jerry Springer, too. A little dose of a talk show
1: host. You've been listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on site. For further episodes of this podcast, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and pretty much any podcatcher that you can find. Thank you. Drive-thru.